Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and I are getting you ready for the first full weekend of football. That is college football week two and week one of the NFL season. For those new to our Fun V Tailgate regular season podcast, what we normally like to do, go through the previous week of college football Give our thoughts on some of the bigger matchups, some players that stuck out, who's hanging around in the Heisman category. It is week two, so we have some hot takes, some takes that might turn into some freezing cold takes down the road. So it's you know it's a ton of fun to do that. Then we move over to the NFL. We do our cold hard locks. That's Maddie D and I doing pick them against one another. We do that against the spread. It's a lot of fun. I do put in the timestamp in the description in case you aren't a college football fan, but I do suggest checking it all out. As Maddie D and I had a lot of fun recording it, we're really excited to hear what you guys think in the comments. Make sure, though, that you check us out on Instagram. Maddie D and I are going to be at the Eagles home opener on Thursday night. So follow along with us. It's going to be an awesome time down there. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, and make sure that you go jam that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a nice little five-star review. Again, it's under the bullpen cart. That's what you got to search there to find us. Baseball, football, eventually hockey, basketball, all that good stuff. But you can find it all under the bullpen cart podcast feed. But enjoy this week, guys. Again, really excited to hear what you guys think. Go Birds. Here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed, the 100th episode of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Joining me, as always, is my man, Marty D. What's up, buddy? You smell that, by the way? Waffling in. The start of the NFL season? No, no. Can you smell what's coming from the kitchen? Yeah, that's the smell of... I know. that. The the prelude to this fun detail. The real life fun detail. If you hear anything in the background, that's my my better half and lovely significant other. You heard her in last last week's, or one of last week's podcasts. She is is cooking her her tailgate famous candy Candy bacon bacon for us tomorrow. Because tomorrow... According to this Wednesday night. The Super Bowl... Champion, Champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Bacon. Oh, God. A little test. It's not bacon. It's just bacon fat. Just bacon they fat took off their season to yeah. continue the thought. Sorry, we got bacon halfway through there. So, take off their season against the very, very talented and big-time threat, if you listen to our NFC preview podcast, Atlanta Falcons, in the city of brotherly love. We will see the banner come down, come down tomorrow. We will see the new Philly statue. special statue. Philly Philly statue. You know, featuring Nick Foles and coach slash most likely mad genius Doug Peterson. The real mad genius. Yes. Unlike your guy Chip Kelly. No, that's true. This guy's the real deal. You know why? Yeah. He's still in the NFL and he has a Super Bowl ring. And he didn't lose to, what, Akron last week? 
No, UCLA, no, they lost to um, a good team. I don't know if it's a good team. We'll double-check uh, that. Yeah. Well, let's jump into college football Sorry, on that track. note, and then I'll ask you my question yes, about okay. tomorrow night as we get to the NFL. For those new to the Fun V Tailgate regular season podcasts, what we do, we jump through college, we look through the previous week, kind of give our thoughts on it, and look at look ahead to some big matchups. It's early in the season, so not a ton of them, so probably be a little quick on it. Uh, you know, but Matt and I tend to sometimes talk and get our theories out there. Then we jump into our cold, hard locks, which are me and Matt picking against each other. Starting last year with the start of the podcast, we started picking against the spread. So we'll see how that goes. But let's jump into college, Matt. Yeah. Week one, we saw a lot, a lot from a number of different teams. We saw that Coach O knows what the fuck he's doing. Looked good. Looked really good. We saw that not just us, but we weren't very high on them. But pretty much everybody was down on Virginia Tech. They looked really good. Florida State might be very overrated. Possibly. Possibly. Mm -hmm. And your guy, Will Greer, off to to the races in his Heisman campaign. Much more than than Bryce Love. Much more than... A lot of other guys that we talked about in our different previews. Yeah. Penn State, Michigan State struggled. Mm -hmm. We saw the Pac-12 struggle a little bit. We saw the ACC struggle a little bit. What were your takeaways from this first week? Well, first and foremost, it's clearly a two-team top tier. Tier one, we saw these two teams absolutely dominate. Now, we expected one, two, and most people expected the other one, two. That's Clemson and Alabama. Clemson is playing... A beat-up team. But Alabama played Louisville. Now, Louisville is not the Louisville the last couple years, as we talked about extensively. But it appears like the quarterback controversy is over because Tua looked special. Quit asking. Quit asking. He's a starter. And if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm probably looking to transfer at the end of the year as a yep. grad transfer. I believe he's a – I don't know if he – no, I don't know if he can do that. Anyway, he's got to work it out because, quite frankly, and nothing against him because I think he's a great college quarterback, but Tua is the real deal. He made – he made some throws against Louisville and just make your jaw drop. I mean, he's that talented, and I was blown away. Yep. Um, obviously, we know how good the supporting cast, how much talent's around him, the running game, the defense, but the, what, what makes you got to be concerned, and, and I'm not sure how four people – I mean, uh, sorry, uh, let's see. So 48 people voted for Alabama in the, in the AP poll for number one, 12 to Clemson, and one for Wisconsin, which has to be a Big Ten homer because we'll get to Wisconsin, but Alabama was dominant. Um, that's clearly the, the top tier to me. Those two teams, we've sure. t- we talked at length about how we think the ACC is not as strong as the SEC top to bottom. Therefore, you have to give the edge to the number one overall to Clemson after week one. Um, but both those teams put on a show. Um, but really, to me, Alabama just said, hey, by the way, people, you know, don't forget, we're, we're ready to rock. And yeah. um, they, can, they can flat out play. Yeah, they could absolutely play. And, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. They showed both of their quarterbacks can do a ton, but yeah. Tua, holy shit, he went off. Devonta Smith, their one supporting cast in their wide receiving core, he had nearly 100 yards. I mean, 51-14 against a team like Louisville while rebuilding. Still, they're in a solid ACC school. They have a good coach. They have a good program. Right. I mean, They did trash a, talk a little bit, by the way. Yeah, they did. Hey, we can beat their corners. No. Hey, we can stop. No. Uh, like, Alabama's the better team, and it wasn't close in the field, and whew, 
big time game for them. I was, just, I mean, I think Saban wanted to come out and make a statement early, and, and they kind of oh, they, they did. humped the brakes late too. Speaking of so, guys making statements, how about your guy, or your other guy, your other quarterback guy, yeah. Kyler Murray? Well, Murray. Kyler Murray looked. He looked great. Every bit. Now, once again, these we're not playing elite talent. I don't. What I mean by that is, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but just. Do understand that we're talking about. We'll talk to some. We'll talk about some of the games that had elite teams going head to head. But for a guy like Kyle Murray, you were trying to see is he the, is he going to be ready to go? Is he the real deal? Is he going to have any hiccups? No, he did not. Uh, they played for Atlantic. That's Lane. That's Lane Kiffin's team. Lane Kiffin, though, yeah. is coached big time talent. He has, and he's had nothing right. but positive things to yeah. say about Oklahoma coming right. out of that game. Right. Imagine this, by the way. We talk about Murray, nine of 11, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Let's talk about his backfield mate, who's another Heisman candidate, Rodney Anderson. Five carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns before they pulled him because that game was over. Then they Trey scored. Sermon goes for yes. 69. Kennedy Brooks goes for 51. And Marcellius Sutton for 38. Yep. All of them had touchdowns. Yeah. Great well, total of five well, between them. It was 35 to nothing. I'm sorry. Four, no, 42 to nothing at halftime. At halftime, yeah. So it was an absolute... Just devastating show of perfection by Oklahoma. Not though to be outdone was one of their two well their two biggest competitors potentially in the Big Twelve. TCU smoked Southern, yep. and Sean Robinson looked spectacular at quarterback. That's important to note. And then West Virginia, after a long weather delay, Will Greer got off to exactly the kind of start you thought he would with five touchdown passes. And David Sills, one of the best receivers in college football, 140 yards. Big day for him. I know it was against a rebuilding Tennessee team. Still, though, it's an SEC defense. defense. Right. So, absolute just bowling over by by that squad there. And both those teams look poised to at least challenge Oklahoma in the Big 12 race this year. So, I was impressed with both of their performances. And we're going to see both of them play people coming up here, which is important. Yeah. Can we talk about for a second on West Virginia? Yeah. The moment of seeing Country Roads being sang at Bank of America Field. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Which, it's fairly close to both schools. By the way, I believe our friends Alex Alex and Alexa were there. They were there. Very jealous of that. They lived there and they hosted all of their crew. Oh, my God. And it seemed awesome from following their stories, from seeing it on Instagram and Twitter. It's pretty awesome. But what a day from them. I mean, Mississippi State, too. Don't sleep on the Bulldogs. No. No. Do not sleep on the Bulldogs. Nope. I mean... We talked about that there could be a dark horse in the SEC. Yeah. And we'll, do you want to just jump right into Auburn and Washington? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good game. I mean, Auburn could have jumped out to a much bigger lead, I think. Yep. Although, but still, although they got the made, job done. Washington made some mistakes. They made some game. big mistakes. Some terrible late. red zone plays. There's a lot... If you go on either side, there's a lot you can say, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't right. do that. But I think... Auburn stepped up when they needed to because Washington was storming back and they, they had the ball. They fumbled late. Jake Browning, I still think, looked decent. I mean, 18 for 32, not the yeah. best completion, completion percentage, percentage, but he still threw for almost 300 yards. I mean, he connects for another touchdown, and that's the difference of the game. Right. So, I mean, if I think he, he continues to step it up. We kind of thought this, though, that Auburn was going to come out with the win. So, even if it's a five-point loss or if it's a 30-point loss – you kind of thought that, and still seeing Washington coming out of the Big 12 is a possibility. Now, whether or not their playoff chances have been ruined is is up to the interpretation of the Pac-12, yeah. which is unfortunate, but right. well, that's I mean, why you play these games. What I would tell games. you, though, is this. It, it, it doesn't knock them out of the race. 
An no. early and an early loss is actually not the worst thing, and it's a loss to Auburn, who even if they lose a couple games, is probably top twenty-five by the end of the year. No. It it means their margin of error is a lot less. You know, if they want to make the, the college football it. playoffs, that's the best way to put it. Right? Um, there's still a ton of talent there. Uh, you know, but like I said, I think the red zone really crushed them. Twenty-one to sixteen is a weird score. Well, really crushed really them. Really weird. Score. I know it, it is a de facto away game. They played in Atlanta. That's in SEC country. So it is a de facto away game. They traveled all the way. And, and by the way, for a while there, I thought they were going to like pull away and win. And then they just struggled a lot down the stretch. Well, remember two years ago when they made the playoff? They opened their season against Rutgers and won by like ten points to Rutgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is the same team, Jake Browning, and a lot of the right. same cast and characters. So I mean, they don't travel east well. They just no. don't. Well, it's, it's a long, but it, but it's also really far away. Like it's not like it's a close. No, 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 no I'm not run. trying to say like, yeah. oh, it, yeah. you can't travel, you can't yeah. be in the college football play. I'm just no, saying, I got like, you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Coming from the Seattle Tacoma area, I did right. this last week. It's and not fun. They like, only dropped to nine. <laughs> no, so which, I, I, which I appreciate that respect by the voters to only drop them down to nine. What I like that the voters have been doing because Stanford's number ten, they move up to there after their first week. Interesting win, week one. Interesting win, we'll week one. We'll talk to them in a minute. We'll get to them, but go ahead. But what I like is is what the. CFP committee does where they almost kind of they build into the price of a team kind of thinking all right Washington and Stanford are right there they're in the same division they're going to eventually play let's keep them close right now Stanford plays USC this week so they're going to change one way or the other right but that said they're still in the same division so for right now because we can't see a a definitive answer one way or the other because Washington played Auburn so well and Stanford had an interesting win, as you said, let's keep them right near each other. So good for them. And, I mean, they move LSU up to 11. Virginia Tech, who had a great win, we mentioned that. They both deserve that jump. That was Absolutely. I'm, they, and I'm not saying that either. Yeah, no, no, no. Notre I'm just Dame saying they as well. well. Yeah, I hate we'll, to we'll, say we'll it. We'll jump up mm-hmm. to there. Do you want to jump into that? Because well, there was a couple big marquee matchups, and we talked about Stanford. I mean, Auburn, um, Washington, and, and Notre Dame, Michigan was the, was the huge Saturday night matchup yep. in in college football, um, got game day. It looked like Notre Dame's experience to start off that game really helped. Yep, they got up early, fourteen nothing, and if it wasn't for a touchdown, a, a kickoff return for a touchdown, Michigan looked like they would be blown out. Yeah, it would have been twenty-one three. Yeah, I thought time. Brandon Winbush was impressed. He impressed me with his performance. A um, couple things to take away for Notre Dame. They're legit, although they still have offensive questions because they had less than 100 yards total offense in the second half. Yep. So mission. So let's talk about Notre Dame first. They they appear like they're a legitimate team in a contender. They've got a good defense, very good defense, maybe great defense, and and a, and a decent enough offense with enough experience. Now they're not going to be tested again, so they play Stanford in in uh, four weeks. They play Stanford on uh, the last week. Of, yep, last week of September. Three weeks from the then Saturday. they have that Stanford Vod Tech back to back, which could be really really difficult. At Virginia Tech right. too. Now that's got to be a game day. Right. So those two earmark. games could decide their call. They they win both of those. They're going to be a top three team with Clemson and Alabama. They lose one of those. They're still got a shot. If they lose both, they're out. And then obviously we talk about how later they're going to play some other teams. I don't want to get too far ahead, but they definitely look like they're ready to um, to rock and roll. Now let's talk about Michigan. Yep. Who I was so high on, and I was very high on their. Savior, as I called him, Shea Patterson. Defensively, here's the positive takeaway. The defense is still elite. They got 
a little lost in the first first half. Away, night game, Notre Dame, week one. They shut it down in the second half. My expectation is that defense continues to rock and roll. Like I have no concerns about their defense. But offensively, yeah, they figure something out. Dylan McCaffrey came in and looked better than Shea yeah. Patterson. They got to figure it out. And I don't. And I'm not saying they should make a quarterback change. I'm just saying they need to open up the offense. They need to do something because right now there's just the offensive line really struggled. They have decent skill position guys. The offensive line really struggled to provide any push. They couldn't get any kind of a running game going, and Harbaugh didn't adjust. He didn't come to Notre. He didn't come to Michigan to lose to Notre Dame. That's not why he's here. So this, you know, now all of a sudden they're still they're still twenty first, you know. Quote Paul Feinbaum. Quote right Matt Stefano. Right now they play <laughs> Western Michigan, which should be a really good tune up for them. Yep. Then SMU. SMU another good tune up. You should expect a good challenge. Off. Right, but good way to, to to ramp it up going into that Nebraska game in September. That Nebraska game is going to show me a lot. I think Nebraska Northwestern back yeah. to back. Right. Great. They, Show me yes, games. Yes, so my expectation is... is Scott Frost, yeah. and then going to yeah. Northwestern. Right. So perfect time to turn up the heat here. So you get two weeks to kind of prep for the Big Ten schedule, and then obviously we talk about how they're going to rock and roll. We went over their schedule. You know, to me, Harbaugh's got to figure something out here because it was just so bad. Now, Braylon Edwards made some poor comments, but guess what? He wasn't wrong. What he said was was not right the way he worded it, but he wasn't wrong with what he said. Um, they just they were weak and scared, and that's what he said in his tweets. Now, I use some other no. terms I would use, but they were, and they were very predictable. Run, 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 run. Difficult third down pass. Oh, sure. Right. If you're not gaining yards rushing the ball in the first two downs, you can't be. You can't have third and eight. It's Madden one on one. Right. Right. Exactly. You can't have third and eight on the road in Notre Dame in South Bend. You just can't. No. You just can't. So. I so, feel better about it a couple days later, though. No, it's it's a fine pill to swallow, and I want to come back to Notre Dame for a second. Yeah, it's a take that a lot of people have jumped on, but if Notre Dame runs through, and even if they drop, say they drop at Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech makes the ACC championship game, assuming Michigan does well, Stanford does well, and USC does well, they play USC the last week of their schedule, but USC would have already punched their right. ticket to the Pac-12 championship. At that point, is that enough to send Notre Dame into the playoff if they're eleven and one, or if they're twelve and zero, they go. Right. But if they're an eleven and one team and they lose to either Stanford or Virginia Tech and they do well, yeah. or they're eleven and zero and they go play at USC, are they just are they as good as in at that point? The name recollection with the name recognition alone, yes. Here's what I'll tell you: Let's assume Auburn and Clemson are in, right? So then you're battling for three and four, and you're going to assume another champion of a, of a league is going to get in, which would kick out like an Auburn potentially. Um, Ohio State looked excellent. They looked amazing. They were really good. And we talked about Washington being able to bounce back in Oklahoma. So to me, they're, I think Notre Dame's ceiling is a fourth seed. I, I do. I don't, I don't think they can push beyond that because they won't have a championship game to play in. Um, but I would. I think at 11-1, losing to a Stanford or a, um, or a USC – or a um, Vatech. Vatech. That will put them in. Yeah, I do. I do. I absolutely do. Because yeah. they did go out and schedule a bunch of teams this year. They're going to have a ton of quality wins. So, um, well, look, yeah. too, if Northwestern ends up being good, they have to go to Northwestern. Yep. Florida State could come back into the rankings. Well, I mean, Florida State has a Hate lot of Hate could become ranked that's at right. some point. Right. I mean, they play Penn State this week, that's and that's happens. a 
kind of a hot take, but Penn, we saw what happened with Penn State I told, this past I week. told our friend Ben that you never know, man, after what they looked like in week one. I mean, they do play Vandy. Yep. They play yep. Vandy in two weeks. Yeah. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see with them. I mean, you want to jump into the next week, into this well, week? Well, I wanted to quickly a- touch, by the way, you brought up big, uh, LSU. Yeah. Hammered Miami. If you're Miami, and, and, and Mark Rick, you got to look at yourself in the mirror because you've had a bad run here in the last, you know, what are they, 0-4 oh in the last four games, including last season. Now, they're playing Savannah State. Oh, is that this week? Yeah, they're playing Savannah State this week, so it should be an easy win. They need to get back on track because that's not a good look for them. But, yeah, let's jump into week two, okay? Yeah. Um, first game that pops to me, by the way, just because I think it's a good test for a team that we think is going to be good, is Mississippi State versus Kansas State. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at that, it's just an interesting matchup because it's Big 12 SEC, something you see in bowl season. And, I mean, we've talked about this before. Bill Snyder versus a good Mississippi State team that, by the way, just lost their head coach. Right. He just went over to Florida. Right. Mississippi State comes out last week firing. They look really good. And, I mean, this game... Could show a lot because it's a road game for Mississippi State. Kansas State, always a perennial. They, they don't go away in the in the Big 12. So I think what they're doing and what they got in Key... Am I pronouncing this right? Keaton Johnson? Thompson, their quarterback. Well, their quarterback for this past week. Yeah. Because Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald's back. You're right, Fitzgerald. So no. think about that though. You you know you got something brewing there with that kind of a with team. Like it's not it's pretty impressive that their backup quarterback I know it wasn't against the run, but they, they threw five touchdowns. So he threw five touchdowns yeah. and rushed for two Five-four. more. By the way, you know Kansas Rushed State, for two more Kansas State Stadium. But isn't it like class it's, of something stadium? No, it's the Bill Snyder family stadium. Is that really what it is? Yep. Somebody's like the class of thirty nine stadium. Uh, probably, probably. Um, I think so that's the name I of Penn's ice yeah, hockey rink, but there's a right. college football stadium that's a classic. So, by the way, I want to mention, only because we talked about Chip Kelly, his UCLA team lost to Cincinnati in the tight That's who it was. Cincinnati's not that good. But, the, but they're not out oh, the it's not an, They're not FCS. FCS. Right. Yeah, you're right. But they lost their quarterback, Wilton Spades. They had a freshman. And I, I, they're going to get smoked. But their other quarterback looked good. Well, he looked, he looked, he looked he better than Chip Kelly offense. He didn't win, so we'll see what happens. Also, I got to point out one more amazing stat for you here. We didn't talk about because I just see Oregon play. They're playing Portland State, but Justin Herbert was ten of twenty-one. Yep. Ten of five of his ten completions were for touchdowns. Like that's a stupid number that you only get in the NF, uh, in the uh, in college. Yeah. Um, let's. There's a big game that we we're gonna. The couple things we we're talking about, but um, you know, I wanted to point out a few others um, before we get to some of the bigger games. Clemson versus Texas A&M. Just an interesting matchup early on there. You know, I think we both think Clemson's going to get, you know, going to take Texas A&M out, but it's at least interesting to, 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 to talk about. We're going to see a little more of Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant battle it out for that starting position, but the defense is just too good. You mentioned Penn State Pitt, although Penn State's an eight and a half point favorite. Kentucky Florida, don't sleep on this game. I was I actually was the next game I was going to bring up there. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a, a, a fascinating game there. Snell had 125 yards and two touchdowns for Kentucky. We talked about him. Yeah, some of our yep um, big sleeper of yep. a SEC running yeah. back for the Wildcats. Now before we get to the big ranked matchups, Michigan State Arizona State. The only reason I find it interesting is Michigan State almost blew it. Yep. So Arizona State's a much better team. <laughs> they come in six point favorites here. That's not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. And it's and it's, it's tough it's to win late, in the it's desert. Ten forty five game. It's a late game. That's that's a big deal to me. A late game like that. That's why you screw people's heads. 
So uh, I'm interested to see if Michigan State can pull that off. We talked about how uh, Arizona State has some absolutely fantastic wide receivers. You play to win the, the game. game. So <laughs> Herm Edwards. We got a couple ranked matchups. So you talked about one, Georgia-South Carolina. Big. Thoughts there. Yeah, so we're going to see... We're going to see... We're going to see some clout in this game. South Carolina came out last week and showed us some serious stuff. They got Rico Dowdle at running back. They got Jake Bentley as their quarterback. But Georgia, it's, it's a lot of the same casting cast of characters that we saw last year. Obviously, they lost their tandem running backs, but they beat Austin Peavy 45 nothing. Right. And I think... I mean, what they've got going with Jake Fromm, what they got with Demetrius Robertson, what they got with, with Swift, what they got with, I mean, anybody. Mm-hmm. Insert anybody that you want to that you saw in, the, right. in both playoff games. And Georgia is going to look really good, but South Carolina's defense, I think, could be a real factor here. It's obviously in South Carolina, Williams-Brice Stadium. And what the Gamecocks have been able to do Coming out of the gate so far, obviously they play Coastal Carolina, and that's not the most impressive win in the world. It's it's you know not the the least impressive win in the world. But I think what the Gamecocks bring to the table, they got 263 yards on the ground last week, which I think is just humongous. And what the Bulldogs are going to have to do is contain that and make Bentley go into the air. I think that's their best shot of making this an absolute blowout. I think they still win. They're only 10-point favorites, but I think they win by two touchdowns. That's tough to say in the SEC on the road, yeah. but I still think they're a two-touchdown favorite because it looks like that they have a pretty good shot of just dancing their way into the SEC championship game. Yeah, no, we talk about that. And I agree here. I think it's still a fascinating matchup. Well, you're also it's very see, fascinating. You're also going to see the state of that team kind of thing. Hey, sure. How, is Georgia for real? Or can this team like a probably a South Carolina team that's up and coming but probably isn't going to be ranked? I mean, it's probably going to be like a 20 in the 20s at the end of the year just because of their schedule. How can they put up a fight? Um to me, the real matchup is going to be that USC-Stanford game. 10 yeah. versus 17. That's the, that's the big game. Right. 8-30. Up, up at Stanford. Now, want to talk about a terrible debut for the guy that was the Heisman favorite for most people in Bryce Love. 29 total yards against San Diego State. Shockingly lack of a performance, if you will, from a guy that everyone expects to be huge. They won because KJ Costello. Three to 32 yards, four touchdowns. That's, that's big right there. So... The one problem with Love is he's been the only guy. If Costello can play, I mean, that's that's a big deal. And so this is a fascinating game because we got USC starting a backup quarterback. Um, I'm sorry, not a backup quarterback. Um, a, a, fresh, a, a true freshman quarterback. Yep. Uh, so I'm – this is going to be my favorite matchup of the week. And if you think Stanford's going to compete for an, uh, a Pac-12 title and a spot in the playoffs with Washington losing, this is a game they have to win. At home, yep, against a hyper talented USC team. Yep, I like the Cardinal here, though. Me too. I like David Shaw. Five I like what favorites. he does at home. Yep. Yeah, five point favorites. There's just no way Bryce Love has a 29 yard game. Yeah. I mean, come on. But JT Daniels did look good after a slow start. So that point, they have 21 points to UNLV. I think the big thing to note 
is that USC led up a grand total of over 400 yards to the running Rebels of UNLV. Yeah. And I think while USC got 500 yards themselves, Stanford's defense is a lot different. So I think, you know, I, I think that's something in, in terms of Bryce Love that you have to look at and think they're going to they're gonna have some sort of advantage there and, and look at how everything's going. So, I, I mean, I'd like them to win by, I'd even say 10 points, double up what they're favored by. Okay. And go maybe even two touchdowns, but... It's going to be a fun game to watch. I wouldn't be surprised to see it be close, but I like them for 10 points here. Uh, I'm with you, too. I have them winning here. I think USC's defense is not as strong as it's been the last exactly. few years. That's a big concern for me. And the Stanford defense tends to be really, really sound. And with a, with a rookie quarter, a freshman quarterback being being particularly, you know, going against a sound defense, if you will, is a problem. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my big game, by the way. I'm already looking ahead, though. I'm, I know we're going to talk about it next week, but there's a TCU Ohio State matchup coming up in week three. We'll talk yep. about it at length next week. Um, I'm just really excited to watch that. I just got to let you know ahead of time. I yep. know it's a little bit of ways out. I'm just really fired up for that. Um, and by the way, LSU, Auburn play in week three. I don't want to go any farther there. I just wanted to bring it up so that you knew it was happening because my mind is looking ahead to week three already. That's, you know, we're starting to get some juicy matches. I don't want to go any farther. You mean you're not concerned about Ohio State playing Rutgers this week? Uh, no. All right. I'm not whatsoever. All By right. the way, quickly, it's Heisman Week One, and Will Greer is the leader in my point, my my book in the clubhouse. Yep. Um, also, I want to bring up one other team just because you were pretty. I wouldn't say you were high on them, but you had talked about this team making some noise this year, and that's that's your Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I was high on them. And again, they, they, again, they, they can't beat they... Maryland. They're going to be Maryland, who we talked about last what? week as a complete... Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. They What's going on? And they won. They played with commotion. They won. The one team, i got to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back, though. Northwestern. They Yes. That's good, a good win point. for them. Yep. In a bad week for the Big Ten. They had a great week, and they play in the Smart Kids Bowl against Duke this weekend. Why do they schedule noon Eastern games? For a school that plays in Evanston, Illinois, which is literally the next town north of Chicago. <laughs> 11 a.m. games. Why do they do that? Like, Duke, it's still noon to them, but, right. like, I, what the hell is that? I don't always understand half the stuff that goes yeah. on with the scheduling, but, yeah. One um, last shout-out before we move on to the NFL. Villanova, FCS team, beat Temple. In the governor or the, what is it, the mayor's cup? I think so. Yeah, is that a rivalry name? I was about to say the governor's 1917, cup. Nineteen seventeen, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. a wild score. Yep. Wild score. They come up to our boys, the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, who we mentioned in the NFL preview last week. Right. They took care of St. Francis of Pennsylvania because there are actually two Division One St. Francis universities. But Don Bragalone set the school record yep. for rush yards. He had three touchdowns. Should be an interesting week for the Mountain Hawks. They obviously have both. Mays and Bragalone at quarterback and running back. Their defenses looked decently solid, although they had a couple of shaky plays here and there. But a, a block field goal is what did it for them. So we'll see how it goes against the Wildcats. Um, I don't really like picking the, the Lehigh game. So we'll see what happens. But let's move on over, man. Yep. Week one, the NFL season. NFL Eve, it is that we're recording this within twelve, within twenty four hours, within twenty three hours. That's true. 
uh, nine thirty right now right. on the yep. on the East Coast for uh, those that couldn't do the math. By the way, I'm gonna give you some respect real quick. The Eagles are still one point favorites. They are still one point favorites. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and so I'm 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 big. Anyway, anyway, um, let's just start with some news. It's just it's just dropped though. Big, big right. news. Because what well, we had talked about the trade and the injury to McKinnon over the weekend, but the big news out of the NFL right now is that Le'Veon Bell has not arrived at the Steelers' for facility. And I'm getting yelled at from the kitchen here because it's screwing up a lot of fantasy football leagues right now. I'm blown away, not necessarily that he hasn't reported, but some of the comments that his team members have made, yeah. including an anonymous veteran who said, and I quote, I'm going to get the direct quote up here, just real quick. He fucked us. That's a direct quote that yep. I have here from an unnamed veteran as he walked out of the locker room Wednesday. So, you know, the thing is, like, the team understood why he was holding out, but he told him he'd be back, and he hasn't signed his $14.5 million franchise tag to be here. Let's just give some context. He has 10 weeks. If he doesn't get here by week 10 and doesn't play, he is not a free agent next year. So, and every week he doesn't play, wow. Um, Let's now, see, he loses how much money? Like like a million dollars-ish a week, I, I, think I it thought is. it was, is it closer to 1.4? Oh, I'm way off. $852,941. Okay. Now... So this is their longtime veteran center and team leader, Marquise Pouncey, who said, and he, he, he said, count on he'll be here Wednesday. Yeah. And he said, I just felt confident that he was, he was going to come. But now that he didn't, obviously, it's Le'Veon over the Steelers. That's pretty telling. Um, and he said, look, now when it's game time and you, that you've got $14 million living out here, you're still not here, and your team really wants you here. At this point, we got Connor. So James Connor is their backup running back, former pit guy, by the way. Great story. Survived cancer. Now is it going to be a starting running back in the NFL this week. Yep. Already in my lineup because I have Le'Veon Bell in a fantasy league as well as Jeremy McKinnon. So I'm pretty much screwed in that league. But I've got now I've got Connor. Happens, man. You know it's a shame. Um. I mean, you're basically drafting Calvin Benjamin in week two of the preseason right. three years ago. Right now, here's here's what I'm here's what bugs me about this. Yep. I know he wants to get paid like a number one running back and a number three receiver or whatever it is. They're offering him the biggest running back contract in the league by a wide margin. They've offered him over $14.5 million a year. At some point, you know, when you look at all these deals that are being given out around the league to a Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, they always just beat the next guy lined up. They're blowing this out of the water with this deal, and he's saying no. He's also It's not Wally Pip-esque, but this is a... This right. is something that we're going to talk about, and it's it's a landmark moment in the history of the NFL because of what's happening of a guy this yeah. big and what an NFL team can prove. It's not like Cam Chancellor a couple years ago. It's not like what Earl Thomas could potentially do this week for the Seahawks. Yeah, This is a guy that it's been proven time and time again that running backs have a short shelf life. There's a reason why, this, the, why the Steelers don't want to pay him long term. Right, and it makes sense. Yeah. As much of a player's guy as I want to be, and you do you. Yep. There's a reason why the Steelers don't, and it's fourteen million dollars. You're getting paid, and what's the franchise tag? The top ten percent mm-hmm. of your position. 
He's blowing every every He's other blow- that blows every other running back out of the water. As far exactly. maybe, maybe look, Sean McCoy gets close. To me, so normally you see players supporting each other when they hold out. Yep. Earl Thomas reported, by the way, to Seahawks. He'll play this year. Their entire offensive line, Ramon Foster, who said, "What do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn." I guess we'll treat it. Like these are scathing quotes from Steelers players yep. that I was blown away by because normally they stay hushed because now everyone wants to get theirs. But they've offered Le'Veon money. They've offered him a long-term deal at the age of 26, which normally as a running back, when you get close to this age, you start to see the tread fall. Now, I don't expect that to happen to him, but I, I'm, you know, he made a, he basically promised the organization he'd be back, right? And promised his teammates that he'd be here for a Super Bowl run with this kind of a roster, and he hasn't shown up. Yep. Um, you know, I'm... It's tough. I'm, I'm there. I, I'm, you know, this is why you sign a long-term deal because you don't want to be injured. They offered him a deal, and he didn't take it. And, you know, now we'll see if James Conner can do it in the backfield for the Steelers. So I think it's a shame. I think it's a little ego got in the way of him. I know he wants to get paid a lot and take a stand for running backs. You know, $14.5 million a year. And that's what they were offering, by the way. They were offering him franchise tag money. Um, and he didn't take it. Yeah, it's it's just rough. Yeah, It really just is. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if he decides to see how the Steelers do against the Browns this week, and we'll get to that. And I've looked on a couple different areas, and if the line's moved, it hasn't. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to give you a heads up. The projected deal, just so we understand the money, five years, $70 million, which, depending on the escalation, is around $14 million a year. Yep. Apparently, they got that to get a little closer to fourteen point five. He wants seventeen a year. Jesus. And they're saying... That's Jesus. not the value, market value. They're not even close. It is by far the largest deal. So, anyway, um, it's double the next highest paid back, which is Devontae Freeman at 8.25 mil. Oh, my God. So, they're blowing him out of the water with his, his deal. Anyway, yeah, I, it's I, understandable. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to harp too much on it, and maybe I'm just mad for fantasy purposes. I'm just a little disappointed um, in what I'm seeing here. Nope, it's um, it makes sense. So, yep. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. I don't. Wait, you want to? I don't. I want to cut you off. You have any last thoughts? I thought. No, I just, no, no. You hit every nail on the head. You want to go into the locks? Or you have any other news you wanted to discuss? Well, let's talk all. about a really cool story. Yeah. And that's um, uh, Griffin of the uh, the Seahawks. Um, yep. Uh, Shaquem Griffin, the one-handed outside linebacker, has no like literally playing in the NFL with one hand. That's an amazing to me. And he will start. The season opener for Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's squad. I, I think that's one of the great stories um, that proves to you, you know, doesn't matter. So oh, that's excellent. Anyway, I thought I'd just bring that out as a feel-good story. Um, and uh, we don't have to get into the other story, which is the uh, Nike story. Do you want to touch on that or do you want to move beyond that? I mean, I think point? all I'll say is... I'm still going to buy Nikes. Yeah, I'm not going to not buy Nikes. Good on them. I'm with them. I'm behind it. Yeah. I get it. Yep. It, the you know. the yeah. wording is all you need to read. Yep. Anyway, you understand what yeah. Happens. We'll start with the locks now. Let's do, let's skip the first game. We'll get we'll pick Third, that last. Yeah. Okay. Eagles Falcons game. Yeah. We're gonna skip. So I'm gonna go right down the Sunday September 9th list here. All right. Starting off with a team we just talked about heavily. Yep. Heavily. Steelers visiting the Browns in First Energy Stadium. Uh, Steelers are three and a half point favorites. I, I do have them covering. I'm not as high in the Browns as you are. 
Yeah, three and a half is what I see as well. I have four and a half on another site that I like to use. I'm going to take the Steelers, though. I, okay. I don't think the Browns are going to win here. Yeah, gotcha. Um, number two, Bengals versus the Colts in Lucas Oil. <coughs> Colts are three-point favorites. I actually have this the other way around. I do the same. Yep. Yep. I have the Bengals covering that. I I'm, I think they're going to come out with a healthy Tyler uh, Eifert, A.J. Green, a bounce-back Andy Dalton. Can we talk about for a second on ESPN it shows the weather? And it shows it's supposed to rain in Indianapolis, which is an indoor stadium. Well, they show the AccuWeather. They don't really yeah. Yeah, go into what the thing is. I mean, be smarter, yes. Right. Then I've got the Titans visiting the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. Down in beautiful Miami Gardens, Florida. Should be 89 degrees and sunny down there for that game. Titans come in as only a one-and-a-half point favorite. I think that's really low. I know. And I think Miami... I like a lot of their players here and there, but I think they're, they're going to have some problems. So I've got the Titans covering that easily. I think so, too. This was almost a game I picked for the lock of the week, a survivor pick of the week. Pretty close there with you. I Pretty saw close. That. I have another one that I'm going to pick, and we're going to get to it in a yeah. minute. Um, and I actually have two different survivors that I'm going to do for money. So I actually picked the same one for both. Yeah. Uh, this would be a backup, though, if I was going to differ on the two. Right. Um, next one, I got 49ers and the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings are six-and-a-half-point favorites yep. at home. I have them winning this game. Yep. I, I wouldn't pick them to necessarily cover just because it's the first game of the season, and I think you get some jitters. But I have the Vikings winning there. They win, but they don't cover. I'm not high on any of the 49ers fantasy-wise, by the way, this game. Yeah. Especially without McKinnon, who you're always going to have some extra gusto being a former Viking. Yep. Um, I just think Garoppolo does get his first loss pretty early on. That's why I think the Vikings get – I'm going to take Vikings minus 6.5. Okay. All right. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. I wouldn't be shocked by that because their yeah. defense is so good. You know, and, and I think and we Kirk, the 49ers offense has a lot of question marks. A defense has a lot. Of, well, yeah, their defense, defense has a lot, has a lot of question, question marks. I think Kirk Cousins, with the offensive weapons that he has, what and he's, he's gonna done, show. he's going to want to show. He's going to show off. I think there's and Dalvin Cook returns, so there's a big question mark there. But I think he's going to look great. I, I like them to cover this. Okay, gotcha. Next one's always an interesting week one because whenever this team plays in week one, you never know. So last year, people thought this team was going to go undefeated with the talent they brought in, and they lost the opening game to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the Texans visiting the Patriots up at Gillette. Kind of a colder game, by the way, 68 degrees up in New England, which is not that cold, but compared to the summer weather we're seeing around the area here, I know we're down south, but I mean, not that far down south. Six and a half point favorites for New England. I am I'm high on New England. I'm high on the Pats and Brady. I don't have them. I have them winning, but I don't have them covering that Okay. Game. So I have the Patriots, but I, I just think Deshaun Watson's going to want to show it early. I have some concerns about the Patriots' defense and pass rush. Um, and the Texans' defense is, you know, we talked about it a little bit. They've got some talent there. And I just think it's going to take a little bit of time for the Patriots to catch full speed, especially because they're missing Edelman. We have no idea who's playing wide receiver for them outside of Chris Hogan, who, by the way, is my most underrated fantasy starter this week. So 22 targets they need to find between the people they've lost over the last season, somebody's got to go to him and Hogan is healthy. So I just wanted to point that out. He's my number one fantasy start this week. If you have him, get him on your roster, start him. Anyway, I like that. Yeah. What are your thoughts there on that one? Yeah, I think the Texans' defense has a lot of question marks around it. They have a lot of guys that are injury-prone that could be huge. We talked about this a right, lot. Right, I just think it's Tom Brady at home. I know. It's Tom Brady coming off a Super Bowl loss and wanting to show off a mad. ton. Yeah, I think it's pissed off Brady, and we've seen this a number of times. Okay. So I'm going to take them to cover this. All right, nice. 
Saints at Bucks. Saints, a, a Saints with the Bucks visiting, excuse me, to the Superdome, Mercedes-Benz. Nine and a half point favorites the Saints are at home. You're looking at my cold hard guarantee at lock of the week. They cover. They get more. I mean, they beat this team by two touchdowns with Ryan Fitzpatrick and an opportunistic Saints defense with a guy named Marcus. We talked about Marcus Williams. The safety made the big mistake. I think he's got a pick six in him in this game. Yep. I love the Saints in this game to yep. smoke the Bucks. No, I like this too. I like this. It's one. It's not the one that I was going to pick. Okay. I'm going to double down on. But it is a game that I think is, if you were to pick an NFC, just, you know, just bet the house on. I think they're a two touchdown favorite. Oh, me too. And I, I think, think they might Drew Brees picks apart this defense. Nevertheless, who the hell is playing quarterback for, right. the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think it's just humongous for this team to come out firing at home. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think the Bucs don't really have a lot of directions they can go in, no matter what they have. We tried to put a positive spin on the NFC over-unders. I mean, the Saints, man, they're going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's a big statement game for them, too. They they want to come kind of come out and just prove that, bang, we, we got this. You know, we're good to go. So really, really high on this game for them. Next I have the Jaguars visiting the Giants in MetLife Stadium. Jacksonville opens as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which coming off a team that made the AFC Championship game and, and, and seemed to have gotten better in the offseason, I'm a little surprised it's that low, although when you know that people are just high on the Giants because of Saquon Barkley and a couple other things. So thoughts on this game here, G? I think it's a bit of disrespect for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this comment. Go ahead. I think their defense is going to eat Eli Manning and Saquon Barkley alive. I think Saquon's going to have a nice rookie debut, but I don't think he's going to... He might break 100 yards. He might. I don't think he does. Absolutely not. The only reason why I think he might is that Eli Manning gets his head torn off. Okay. I think it's so... This game is going to go so badly for the Giants. It starts with Eli Manning. They're going to have to give the ball off to Saquon, which is the only reason why he wouldn't get to 100, but I think it's the reason why he does, because they have to give it off to him so many different times. I just think lock it up. Give the Gi- this is a bet the house game minus three for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So is this your lock? Is this your cold hard? No, the next game is okay. my cold hard. Lock. Okay, all right. I like. By the way, I was I was I was trying to figure out which two games. Yeah. You're, okay. Yeah. Yep. The next game is my cold hard lock. But the Jaguars, this is a game with that point amount. Fucking bet everything you got. All right. On that. Okay. It's yeah. humongous. I mean, Leonard Fournette should dominate this defense, which is going to struggle. Um, by the way, the Jags are getting rid of their two-toned helmet. You know, they had the black in the front and the gold in the back. It's going to be all black. I actually don't like it. I liked the two-toned. A lot of people didn't like it. I was okay with it. But I I have the Jags winning by way more than three here. I think the defense just okay. makes a statement against Odell, makes a statement against Saquon. I think, okay. gonna, I think they're just going to rock this game, even though it's on the road. Um the only concern you have is Blake Bortles being Blake Bortles, right? That's the one thing that I think would be – and without Marquise Lee, you've got a lot of young receivers out there. But, Three points, though? 
think that's Leonard I, Fournette. I think that's disrespectful. I think Jalen Ramsey looks at that and goes, yeah. And AJ Boy says, "Bring us this guy that you think is so great, no doubt. Give me his his, his ninety five. Jalen Ramsey contract. thinks he can play in the NHL. Do you really well, think he's going to let they, some they dude put, they put named Saquon? They put skates on. Did him, they really? Yeah, he sucked. He was terrible. <laughs> Good because I love how PK Subban got into yeah. with him. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Jaguars here yeah. all the way. They're going to let yeah. some dude named Saquon. I was close to picking this as a. They're going to let a guy who's who's the name of the fucking the. Um, the mammoth on Sesame Street be run over him? No, fuck that. He's gonna eat him alive. Here's They're right. I, am I right? Yeah. His friend, Big Bird's friend, was named Barkley. The mammoth thing. I have no idea. No. You're way. Uh, it's a little dig, dig down deep in my mind. So here's the one thing I would say here. Welcome to to crazy me in football season. If you've t- tuned in 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 baseball and have not experienced me in football season, welcome. I'm a crazy person, and you are going to love it by December. The only reason this wasn't my cold hard lock is because they're on the road. The only reason. And road things, things happen on the road that just screw you up. Okay? okay. So, that's why I didn't pick him as my cold hard. Now, I think okay. the next game, though, is where you're going, and that's the Bills traveling south to M&T Bank in Baltimore, Maryland, to visit a trendy team, by the way, that I really like, too, in the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's a seven and a half point favorite. Now, this is your cold heart. Is that correct? So, this is my survivor pick survivor because pick. Gotcha. they only play each other once. The Bills are going to be really bad. They're going to be really fucking bad. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman starting for this team. Not good. Really not I don't good. I don't know why they didn't give AJ McCarron a shot. I think it's a mistake. I don't know why they didn't either. He was injured. I mean, come on. Anyway. Well, they, but this Did was Brent a- Musburger have something to do with it? I, I mean, he was really excited. <laughs> You see that? It, yeah, I did see that. It was really exciting. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, this team was pretty high on Peterman, by the way, last year. Yep. Could be rain here. I just think this plays right into the Ravens' hand. This, that defense is just going to s- swallow up Shady McCoy. Um, and the offense is going to be able to do plenty against a Bills defense that has some holes. So I'm you know, pretty high with you here. I, they're close. They, they were, like, when I was looking at locks, they were up there on that list. I just, you know, you never know with Joe Flacco, basically. But, um, yeah, I mean, it should be a pretty easy win. I think they do cover with, like, a 10-point victory, although I don't think it's hyper – I mean, I think it's a competitive game because it's the NFL week one. But, um, yeah, I like, that as your, I like that as your lock. That's a, This is a good team to move to, getting the Ravens out of the way early yep. because you're going to have Steelers. Exactly. That's Bengals, my thought. Brown, yeah, you got to move them now. No, I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have the first... So, so seven and a half, you're taking cover the spread. I'm, I'm covering. Yeah, I, I am as well. 10, I think they're like yeah. a 10, 13-point win. Yeah. Uh, I've got the first 4 o'clock game, 4.05. 4.05. Ch- Chiefs are visiting the Chargers at StubHub Center in the joke of a stadium. Chargers play on here. This is one of my most fascinating... Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Fascinating games of the week. Fascinating games yep. of the week. I know where, I have no idea where to go here, because you've got a uh, basically a, a two, second year first time starter in Patrick Mahomes, who I'm really high on, coming in and playing against the San Diego Chargers now. Uh, sorry, whoa, whoa, Los Angeles Chargers. My apologies there. Yeah. Sorry, San Diego. You can't use the song that Chris Berman always loved using. But you know what you can use? The clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Go Chargers. And now go Chargers, go. They're covering. Okay. They're covering. You've been covering. Three and a half? I know. Is this Chiefs team? They're going to cover this. Okay. Okay. 
I'm way up and down on this game. Yep. I really haven't been able to figure I out. I think Mahomes against their defense. I think is is going to be good. Okay. I think it's going to be good. They're going to be good at home. Oh, you got Bosa. You got Ingram. You got some other. Yep. You got some talent out there. I think they're okay. going to be good. And I think this Chiefs team with Mahomes. I think he gets a little shaken up, and it's going to be tough for him. Gotcha. I think. I just think it's a good. Yeah. It's a good pick there. Good week one pick. Don't overthink no, it. Oh, right. Yeah. Three and a half. It's interesting. It could be a it could be a last second field goal that gets into it. Yep. But I think they cover. Yeah, I overthought it. No. I got the Chiefs. Yep. Oh. I do. Oh. I do. Now I have the Chargers winning this division, but I have the Chiefs here. Okay. Uh, I like Mahomes a ton. Their weapons on offense. An Andy Reid offense, which I gotta give respect to. You got Kareem Hunt. R2 Spec. Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins, who I don't love, but I still think is one of the best, quote-unquote, number one or number two, whatever you want to put in receivers in the game, Travis Kelsey. I like them to win this game. I think Mahomes shows that he's going to be one of the most exciting players. I think okay. it's close, but I, I have the Chiefs taking this one on the road, disappointing a Chargers opening here. Wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won, but I'm taking the Chiefs as my upset pick of the week here. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. we got to differentiate, but remember, this is Matty D's cold hard lock, so, you know, put him down. Put him I mean, down. how many have I won? This is our fifth year, do- sixth anyway, year doing next it? next game. So, yeah. 425, Seahawks visiting the Broncos. Kind of an interesting early season matchup here. Team, teams you do not see play each other quite a bit. Seahawks, are, uh, Broncos, excuse me, are three-point favorites. You'll have Case Keenum. You've got Royce Freeman. The Rolls-Royce, baby, coming out of the backfield. Okay. Plus an underrated receiving core in, in, in Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas and a defense that now features Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Going up against the Seahawks team that has what, Jordy? What are your thoughts on this game? This is another tough one to me. So you got Russell Wilson. Yep. They got an interesting receiving core. We talked a little bit about Baldwin, Lockett, Marshall, right? Yeah. I mean, really, Earl Brandon Thomas Marshall, is interesting. Yeah, you're right. He is playing. He's playing. Uh, he did announce that. I don't know. You know, that Broncos defense brings a lot to the table. Royce Freeman starting. I think seeing what they have and what they bring out at quarterback is going to be huge in terms of how they play here. But I'm going to go with the experience of... I'm going to go with the experience of the Seahawks. I'm going to take them plus three. It's tough that they have to go on the road week yep. one. That's just tough. But I'm going to take it. I This Broncos defense, I think, is taking a couple steps back. Okay. And I think, I think Russell Wilson can get this done. I really do. I know that sounds a little crazy, but I think so. I actually agree with you here, and I and I, I was hoping you take the Broncos, which I don't want you to do because you pick your pick because I want to beat you this week. But I have the Seahawks here too. I think it's a um, okay, not not a Keenum guy, and with yeah, Earl Thomas Keenum yeah. with the fucking Broncos with what Earl Thomas hell? back with Bobby Wagner with a I think an underrated defensive line. I like the Seahawks. I really do like the Seahawks in this game. Um, Broncos have a long way to go, in my opinion. So. And I, once again, Earl Thomas doesn't play. We're having a, I think we're having a different conversation. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but anyway, moving on to the kind of the most meh game to me of the opening weekend. Yeah, what a yeah. shit house. Redskins visiting the Cardinals. Cardinals are one-point favorites. 
I could not have the Redskins more in this game. That's that's where I am with it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I just think the Cardinals... Maybe Bradford's healthy and really good. Maybe, you know, he was like that way. I remember, remember with the um, Vikings' first game of the season last year, he dominated. Everyone was like, oh, look out. Here we go. Well, I don't know. I'm just – I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I think just showing what they have. Their defense, I think, shows up against the Redskins. Wide receiving core, that was pretty high on okay. when we talked about them. Yeah. I just think – Coming out west, we talked about it a lot in college. Going to the desert is tough to do. And I just think I think Bradford shows up. He hasn't played in a while. He had Case Keenum fill in for him after he got traded to the Vikings. Okay. And he did well with the Vikings and all this different stuff. So I think, you know, I, I'm going to take Sam Bradford here. I'm going to take David Johnson for a big comeback. Yeah, yeah. And I really don't like that Washington defense. Well, you talk pretty extensively. Uh, Not in this game. No, but you, but you talked during our preview that you know you didn't like the Redskins' defense, and yeah. I get the I, I see the I see a lot of the of the issues there. Um, once again, to me, it's like who cares who wins? Either his teams are playoff bound this year. That's my opinion on it. So, what's the difference? Uh, and that leads us to another game with another NFC East rival for the Eagles. That's the Cowboys visiting the Panthers down in Charlotte. Yep. Panthers are three point favorites. Yep. Do you think the Cowboys? will surprise the Panthers week one? That's an interesting question. We talked a lot about what the Panthers bring defensively. And a lot of what we talked about was in their inside, their front seven. And I think they can hold the Cowboys enough that they can get the job done. What the big X factor to me, Matt, is... Dak Prescott, how he looks with the receiving core he's got against a meh that's secondary. A that's a great point. For the Panthers. And that's where the X factor is for this. And I think that's where the three-point spread comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the Panthers to cover this. I like them by about a touchdown. I, I like them to be like a four-point win. I, I yeah. like actually do. I do. I do. But favor I do the think the Cowboys can either win this or yeah. or get the three points and and. Get that win. Yeah, I ATS. think this is kind of a statement game for both teams. Okay, Cowboys come okay. out and play well. Dak plays well. You put the NFC East on notice. Yep. The Panthers come out and play well. You put the NFC South on notice. If one of these two teams struggles mightily, you've got big thoughts. It's almost a loser leaves town type of situation. Right now, if it's a close game and the quarterback, you know, the, the Dak throws the ball well, and the Panthers play some decent offense, it's pretty diverse. And one of the teams loses by like a last-second field goal. I have a different opinion. Yep. But I do think it's a big game for both of them. Yeah. Uh, that leads us to our Sunday night matchup, one of if one of the oldest and some would consider the best rivalry, by the way, in the history of the NFL, over its whole history, not recent. Bears visiting the Packers. The new arrival of Khalil Mack and a new look Bears offense with some additional wide receivers versus the return of the best quarterback in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers, and a. We don't know about defense in Green Bay. Green Bay opens as a seven and a half point favorite. Yep. Which I think is both disrespectful to the Bears, but I also think it's the right line. I think so too. What are your thoughts here? So there's a lot okay. that both teams bring to the table here. The Packers obviously get Jimmy Graham, new tight end for Aaron Rodgers, new new toy to throw to. He's a lot of different guys. On that receiving core, a lot of, of those same different names that 
without Aaron Rodgers, struggled. Aaron Rodgers has that Brady aspect to him that he can make guys guys a lot better. I do think Khalil Mack has a big impact for this game. That said, I don't know what the Bears' offense brings outside of the Jordan Howard-Tariq Cohen tandem. Yeah. How is Allen Robinson going to respond? Exactly. From the ACL. What about just Trey Burton? Is he a legitimate? They're paying him like a starter. Is he a starter? At tight end. Yep. That's and I think at at Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers' return, I have the Packers covering. I think you see positives from the Bears and the defense improves, but I do have the Pack covering this. Yep. Just it's well, no, I have Aaron Rodgers covering. We talk about this. It's not the NFC North isn't made up of four teams. It's made up of a player and three other teams, and the player is the best, and that's Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I do have him as a return showing up. And staking his claim as, a, as really, to me, the favorite for the uh, MVP or at least the comeback player of the year this year. No, I like that a lot. I yeah. think he'd be a good one. And I think, I think they cover that spread. I like him by about 10 points. Yeah. Now, this leads us to our doubleheader Monday night. So before we do that, oh, how, many, how many against the spread picks are we, are we deferring on? So well, we, I know we differ on I have the Chiefs. Yep. And you have the Chargers. Yep. And I have the Redskins. You have the Cardinals. Okay. And then ATS, I think we had a couple different ones too. Were you at right. teams? I have the 49ers covering. Okay, and I had the Vikings. And I had the Texans covering. Okay. Yeah, because I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put these for those that don't know and are newer to the Thunderblog, we normally have a blog post up showing our picks as well. I'm gonna put these up this week just because of how crazy it is tomorrow with us getting down to the game. Matt normally puts them up. So I just want to clarify here coming in. We have four differing picks coming into two games for Monday night, it sounds like. So just to give you guys yes. an idea right. there. Yep. So it could be that we have a differing pick here. It could be that we don't. Kind of tough, by the way, because of the some of the spreads are so tiny because it's week one in the NFL. Yep, but we don't things. have a really good idea. Right. But just to kind of reset it for everybody. Yep. So let's jump into the doubleheader Monday night. Now the yep. first game probably, I mean, I'm a football fan and I'm an avid, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch, but it probably wouldn't have excited me too much if somebody doesn't have, a player wasn't starting. And in this case, the, the Jets visit the Lions and Sam Darnold starts for the Jets. By the way, Josh McCown is a $10 million backup. Yep. Um, so this was Lions. a big survivor yeah. popular pick. The Lions? The Lions. Really? Were. Which I don't like. I do not like that. That said, I like the Lions to... I, I mean, I think they win the game, but I think it's really close, Matt. It's a seven-point spread, which I don't... I, I mean, there's a lot of questions. We know what Tony Romo said about the, about Sam Darnold and what he thinks he can do. They bring in a couple different running backs that are going to be really good for him against a defense that has a lot of question marks in, in the Detroit Lions defense. Okay. I just... I like the Jets here with points. I think it's going to okay. be a really close game. So you have, do you have the, the Lions winning, but the Jets covering, or do you have the Jets winning? No, I, I have the I have the Lions winning, okay. but the, the Lions do not cover the spread. Jets plus okay. seven, okay. not a Jets outright win. Yeah. We're going to differ here. Okay, I like Sam Donald to make a couple rookie mistakes. Yeah, I, so yeah. I was I was pretty heavy against other against other ones too. I might yeah. be buying a little bit of the hype. Okay. Because he doesn't have a ton of receivers, but yeah. I think that running back game keeps them in this close. The Jets. The running Jets game. running game. Isaiah Crowell and Yep. Okay. 
So, I mean, I, I just think that helps them out a ton. And, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of rookie mistakes from their coach, from Matt Patricia. Oh, that's interesting, because and that, that's a decent point. Um, because w- w- what is he going to be like as a rookie coach, but coming out of a team that you know he has a lot of experience, how is he going to operate? What is he going to do? Yeah. I'm, I agree with that. I just think Stafford does just enough against a Jess defense that isn't as elite as it's ever been at home Monday night. You know, I like the Lions more than you do this year, so maybe that's why I'm higher on them here to cover. I like them as like a nine-point win here against the Jets team. Okay. Um, just don't love enough of the that. Jets offense to me. I can see that. On the road. It's just a tough start for a rookie quarterback to be on the road your first game. Yep. Um, now, we jump into one of the more intriguing matchups. Yep. Mainly because it's the former announcer of Monday Night Football. Who's on Monday on Night Monday Football. Night Football. That is John Gruden's Oakland Raiders hosting the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams come in as four and a half point favorites I have here. Which is which is very low. I think so too. For a team that some have picking to win the Super Bowl. Yep. That just traded away one of the best players. Oakland. Oakland. Right. Defensively in the NFL. Right. Top top five, maybe top three pass rusher. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Khalil Mack. Yep. Right? A couple other guys, but I mean that's... Maybe J.J. Watt, but if he's healthy. If he's healthy. Yeah. So you're talking... But I think right now he's a top three pass rusher in the entire NFL. Yep. And I don't, no, no disrespect to anybody else that I haven't mentioned there, but those are the big three to me. Um, it is It is in Oakland, and I think there's going to be a lot of hype around the Raiders. I just don't know if they have enough defensively. Both now with Cleo Mack's departure, like their secondary, what is that going to be? Um, offensively, I actually like them, although I'm not a Marshawn Lynch guy. I think that car plays spunky, but I just have the Rams easily covering this. Yeah, game. I do too. Easily, I think this is a, I mean, an easy line to pick, and I'm lost as to why the line is where it is. I, I think probably because it's a road game. Right, road game. Okay. And pe- a lot of people are buying into Gruden. Gruden. I think has done a lot for the Raiders. They had pretty good odds in terms of you pick them just straight up to win the division. I think a lot of people are really buying into it. And it's the same thing. It's the it's the hard knocks bet on the, the Browns yeah. to win the division there. So we'll see what happens with them and, and all that crazy stuff. Literally just crazy, crazy stuff. I don't know. It's going to be a fun week. What do we have? Five differing picks? Yeah, well, we have, well, we're, we're pick short here. Pick- oh, that's right. Come on. Eagles and the Falcons. Come on. I forgot we skipped the Eagles and the Falcons. Tomorrow night, the Eagles come in as one-point favorites. I'm actually seeing one where they're one-point dogs. I could get that. Let's talk about why. Forgetting how good the Falcons are, right? No, no Carson Wentz. Jay Ajayi coming off of injury. Haven't seen Darren Sproles. Jason Peters coming off of injury. No Alshon Jeffrey. And now no Matt Collins. Defensively? Matt Collins is, a, is almost a game-breaking. Maybe. Although Gibson's look, Shelton's look good. Shelton, Shelton Gibson has looked good, right? Okay. And defensively, Bradham suspended. So for the first time in his career, Nate Gary starts at linebacker. That's challenging, although Jordan Hicks is back. Brandon Graham coming off of injury. Yep. We don't know Michael Bennett and Holinata what they're going to be. So there's a ton of question marks for the Eagles. And the Falcons come in 
high. Pick up a lot of teams high, to be high, a real. High. We talked about how good we think they could be. We think they're a playoff team. What? Give me your as unbiased opinion as you can about this game and where you think it's going to lead. Yeah, so I, I mentioned it. I think Matt Collins is a big, surprisingly, a big difference loss? maker. Okay. Big loss. I, 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 love I thought he would have opened it up for the Eagles a little bit. We don't know what we're seeing in the running game, which I think is unfortunate. I think their defense keeps it close enough. Okay. I think the over-under for total points in this is set as 45. I'd take the under. I, I actually agree with that yeah. wholeheartedly under. And I think the biggest thing that's happening is a little disrespect to this Eagles pass rush. Yep, I would agree with that. I mean, this, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. This pass rush won them. I mean, didn't win them a Super Bowl, but won them a lot of games last year. It nearly, it basically won well, them the well, Super well, Bowl. Well, one pass rush. It was really, but, but you're correct. I think that, that that pass rush is the difference in this game. Okay. And I have the Eagles winning. So they're going to cover because it's a one-point line for yep. me. I'm taking the birds. They're going to come out a, a thousand miles an hour on defense with this crowd behind them dropping the banner. Um, and I think it's so – so many people are trying to pick the Falcons that it's swinging in the Eagles' favor of doing what? Bringing back the underdog theme that they ran last sure. year. No one has picked them to repeat. No one has picked them to be in the Super Bowl again. So if you're an Eagles player, you're reading and watching, you're saying to yourself, wait a second, do we have any respect here? We're the sure. Super Bowl champions. And yep. I get the injuries, but their Super Bowl MVP is back. And I'm not saying he's going to have a great game, but – I think this defense just – Jordan Hicks – Nigel Bradham's loss but it's, it's hard. But Jordan Hicks is here, and he's really, really good. I mean, this guy is – we talk about he's a potential top 10 line, middle linebacker in the league when healthy. So I love that. I love Derek Barnett to have a huge game. Okay. I think, I think Michael Bennett flashes a couple times for us, especially at that defensive tackle spot if they drop him in there. And I think a running game and a – really a grind-out running game with a two-tight end set – with Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard getting a lot of t- targets, will win the Eagles this opening game. Starts off 1-0 in the season. Yeah, so I can see that. And I really hope that. That said, I think there's a bit of a struggle. Okay. And they come out strong. I, I that. think the defense plays really well. Okay. I think the offense stalls in this game. And, and for that, I'm going to pick the Falcons. Gotcha. I said that on the last podcast. I'm going right. stick with it. I'm not mad at you about it. Yeah, I'm I just mad. think it's it's. I know tough. Who, I know that you want them to win. You want the birds to win. I want them to come right. out and win. Okay. I just think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a hard fought game. I just think for them, it's going to be tough. A really hard game to win. We saw this when they last made the Super Bowl and they had the kickoff game. I think the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I think the defense plays really well. I'm going to say that again. I just think. There's some type of struggle, and I think the the Falcons take this game. Yeah, gotcha. I'm not going to bet it. I'll say that, but I do think there's a little bit of of struggle that you're going to see pretty quickly out of the Eagles. I understand where you're coming from, and I and I totally agree. But to me, I, like I said, I, it's all pass rush related to me. That's why they can rock and roll. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. All right. So six differing picks that we have. Yes, let's do it. All right. It's going to be a fun week. I'm really excited. I forgot to mention when we were talking about college. Did you see that Ohio State is suing Oklahoma? Really? Yeah. For what? Oklahoma has like block O's in terms of 
Like they're in their stands, and Ohio State is suing them over that. That's amazingly. It's the most Ohio State thing, and it's like a. I'm blown away. Also, what year is it? If you had to give it some sort of segment, because like you're seeing all these different things in 2018, and we don't need to run through them. But they're suing them over a fucking O in this this year. I'm blown. Like I said, I'm utterly blown away by what you just told me. That's that's wild. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? But Matt, I'm excited. We are going to be there. Yes. Both of us yes. are going to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be tailgating for a while. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to make we'll sure make we it to the safe. game. We'll make it to the game, I it's promise. Gonna be, it's going to be hot. Well, I'll make it to the game. It's going to be freaking roasting. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be very hot. I played golf today, and I had to take a cart. It was that hot out. Um Record highs the last two days in terms of temperature. Not even the heat index, just temperature. Heard that from a guy at the golf club. Wow. But I'm really excited. Really excited for the season to be had. Even if the birds don't pull out the Super Bowl, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. Yes. But let's get after it, man. Let's do it. I'm ready. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, see our stories. I think because where I'm going to be sitting, we're going to see some great ones from Matt. Because he's going to have a good angle of the banner. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to see some from my phone. You're going to have the double takes, some of the double angles. Uh, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, ThunderBlogSports.com. Of course, it's where you can find some of our great, great blogs. Matty D, thank you again for hosting me. That's going to do it for this week's Fun V Tailgate Weekend Gridiron Preview. I am the G-Man. For my man Matty D, we will see you next week. Go Birds!